Good morning to our loyal WFYL listeners around the world. Welcome back to your Philadelphia Friday, only on Fox News Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again, because you still have the right to hear and the right to be heard. We're here with you on 1180 AM and broadcasting real time at 1180WFYL.com. Coming to you straight from the birthplace of liberty here in the greater Philadelphia area. And we continue to fight day in and day out as your voice of freedom in the Delaware Valley. I'm attorney Mike Jeremita from Jeremita Law Offices, but everybody knows me as Mike G. And you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters. And you can listen to our program every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So let's be heard. We've got a very special guest with us on the line, Dan from New Jersey, friend of the show. But before we get to him, I wanted to talk about some of the commentary we've gotten on the Mike G in the morning program. Philly, Chris, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Uh, we, we got a, a couple of really original comments within the last few weeks. Do you have that one from Facebook pulled up? Yeah, actually, I have two uh, right here, Mike. Uh, the first one says, excellent show, very informative. Just ordered the book this morning. It better be good. Uh, where Mike G is getting a bowl of mustard next time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> a nice bowl of mustard. Right? Hey, whether or not you bring it's, me one, I might just treat myself to a bowl of mustard. Right? Yeah, yeah, you like mustard, don't you? <laughs> I can't believe we have made that a thing. I have people tell me that everywhere I go now. A bowl of mustard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get some shirts made up or something. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then I think Randy said, uh, just finished listening to your 9-11 tribute on the Law Matters. Excellent show. Very much enjoyed. And that was uh, last week's show. So well, we, good to we, see. We, very nice to hear from our listeners. Yeah, we, we, we had a lot of positive feedback regarding the 9-11 episode. You know, it was good to hear sort of the opinions of everybody on the roundtable, different perspectives. And it was good to just be able to have that chat. I mean, it's it felt like we were hanging out somewhere and just the group of us and talking yeah. about experiences. And, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to have that conversation on the air with over a hundred thousand listeners and everybody yeah. who's participating. So th thank you for allowing us to share that with you folks as well. I've got another interesting comment and this one comes directly from <laughs> <laughs> Papa Mike G. <laughs> <laughs> My dad sends me a little something. Very recently, and uh, people are probably confused that Mike G even has a dad, right? I just <laughs> thought he was kind of created in a laboratory or something like that. <laughs> so what did he say over here? I've got to pull this up. I feel like an old man. Pull up my, my spectacles and my reading glasses. <laughs> you are an old man. He, he goes, half the stuff you and Chris do is not so much touching the third rail, but more of standing on it and jumping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that That's one? I think that ought to be some kind of new catchphrase, too. Very right? accurate. Jumping on the yeah. rail. <laughs> Sounds like we're doing something right. Uh, and, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm electrocuted, ladies that. and gentlemen. And he told me to be careful after that. I'm, I'm not sure if that's <laughs> stepping on third rails and things of that nature. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So well, all jokes aside, we've got uh, a friend of the show on the program this morning to talk about an issue that's pretty serious. We've got Dan from New Jersey joining us yet again. Dan, are you with us? Yes, good morning, Mike. Dan, thank you so much for, for coming on. It's been far too long. You know, you reached out with a few comments on something that took place in your family life pretty recently. And I thought that the, our listeners have to hear this. They've got to know what's going on. So why don't you tell us what's up? 
Sure. Well, first of all, thanks again, Mike, for having me on. And right, it has been too long. Uh, apologize for that. Been pretty busy, uh, but yeah, it's it's good to be back. So, uh, what happened recently is now we've all heard the horror stories um, about the kids being taught at you know at home now on this this you know Google Classroom or whatever they're using the virtual learning they call it um, remote learning. So you know you have a kid in his bedroom or whatever you know uh, you know on his computer with his camera and his microphone going. Um, and the classroom, you know, is is the rest of the class and the teacher are, are on the other side of that that uh, camera. And whatever happens in the background, um, you know, can be captured, heard, seen by, you know, other students or even the teacher. And we've had incidents where, you know, kids, uh, you know, BB guns and whatnot have become issues in the background or, you know, a younger brother or sister, you know, playing with a cap gun. So, you know, I think... You know, we've all heard those stories. My story is a little different. So uh, just the other day, my son was on uh, his his uh, his computer doing his uh, Google Classroom um, English lesson with his English teacher. And um, she decided to take the opportunity in English class to teach them all about the uh, importance of wearing masks, how masks save lives. Um, you know, she went into the coronavirus and she was oh, Hold on a second, Dan. Did you say in English <laughs> class? Because I, I'm English. Yeah. Every so yeah, often in the program, class. we've got to talk about stuff we don't really know about. <laughs> in yes, English I class, and I, I'm no English major or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure the whole mask <laughs> thing doesn't fall into the purview of English class. Am I correct? Uh, I, I would agree with you, Mike. <laughs> I would agree with you. It wasn't health class. It wasn't science class. I mean, it was English. And if I, if, I, if I remember correctly back to high school, I think English was like literature and we were reading Shakespeare and things like that. And I definitely know we weren't learning about, you know, diseases and we weren't, we weren't being taught what CNN was telling CNN. us. So, so they were showing clips yeah. of CNN. They had, she had CNN up on the screen, you know, and she was explaining what CNN is showing, you know, as her evidence as to why, you know, mask use is, is, is so important and, you know, and whatnot. So his mom had heard what was going on because, you know, she was in the house and now it's the reverse. So now, you know, well, the schools can hear what's happening in your home. We can also now hear at home what's happening, you know, on the other end. So we can also hear now, you know, what the school is putting out to our children, which we normally would not have ever known. Because if my kid was in a classroom today, you know, or yesterday, the day when that happened, we would never have known. Because uh, because it was over the computer, his mom overheard it. She came over and she looked at the screen and she saw what was going on. Um, so, you know, right away she got very upset, you know. And, uh, you know, needless to say, uh, that's an ongoing thing right now. I'd rather not comment any further on my honor. Sure, because, sure. Um, I don't know Dan, what, I thought what it was so important place. that you come on and, and tell our listeners about this, because uh, w when you told me about this, I, it's absolutely floored. And you just mentioned uh, a couple of brief details. I'm kind of hearing more about it as you're telling our, our audience the story. And, mm. you know, I, I'm absolutely appalled. It seems almost like indoctrination of sorts, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Mike. I mean, they're using the schools, you know, to further the, you know, the, the socialist agenda. We knew this was going on. You know, we knew this was happening um, for, for decades, probably now at least, you know, but it's been really blatant, I would say, in the last few years. Like school districts, schools aren't even trying to hide it anymore. You know, they're, they're, they're basically just pushing that, you know, that liberal agenda, you know, down our kids' throats. And, you know, there's little, if anything, that we can do about it because they have to go to school. Um, but now, you know, now that it's in our homes, you know, now now we can see firsthand just exactly how, you know, blatant it is, just how, you know, uh, disgusting it is, to be honest, with you, because it was it was first of all, he should be learning English, you know. That's uh, right. Punctuation, grammar, <laughs> conjunctive, uh, you know, verbs or something, you know. <laughs> but not, nah, you know, I, I I don't know where to go from this from this, Mike. You know, I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the school has not contacted us yet, so that's mm -hmm. getting even that's making me even a little more nervous, like the the silence is speaking more volumes, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's making me wonder like what they, what they're planning or what they, you know, maybe they're just nervous. Maybe they're worried that we're going to try to sue them or something like that. And, you know, so they're trying to keep it, you know, you know, maybe, you know, off the radar or something. I, I really don't know what's, what's going to happen. 
So have you had the opportunity to speak with your son and ask him if this has happened on other occasions, whether this is a regular occurrence or it's just sort of an outlier? Uh, I have not had the opportunity to actually have a good conversation with him yet. Uh, he's been with his mom uh, all week. Um, and you know, um, I speak to him on the phone. You're working you know, at the firehouse, the right? You're, you're out there uh, he, saving lives. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to, to deal with that right now. But, um, but yeah, I mean, once I see him over the weekend, we'll definitely have a, an in-depth conversation as to, you know, how, how much this has been going on. I mean, I'm sure it hasn't just been going on now during COVID. Right. I'm sure it's been going on, you know, all along. I mean, now it's been made, you know, just come to light. Yeah, realistically, you can't think that this is this is a one-time incident and it's never happened before and it's never going to happen again. And and yeah, his mom just so happened to be there at that one moment the, in time. The one time, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, if Definitely that's not. if that's the story that they try to push on you, I, I'd say uh, look me in the eye and say that one more time. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Look me in the eye without laughing and say that one more time that this is the only yeah. sort of thing that has. Philly Chris, you've got a, a son who's in school. Have you heard of anything like this going on your end? Yeah, actually, the other day I was listening in on his English class, and they were listening to Mike G in the morning. So I wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> all of those teachers would have been fired yeah. already. <laughs> right, right. I got a huge God complaint in though to the school. I'm like, don't let him listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't brainwash him with his conservative values yeah. and his constitutional yeah. principles. Right, right. right. Then, yeah. we're touching the third listen. rail over here. Need <laughs> hey, hey, Mike. Uh, Coincidentally, isn't September 17th uh, Constitution Day? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's a very important day for people who believe in our Constitution. The, those of us who are still out there, I know that the mainstream media wants you to believe that there's no such thing. And it's a dated document that doesn't help anybody out. And it's just those dead old white men. But... Uh, I happen to disagree. I believe in the Constitution. I know that our listeners believe in our Constitution and value our Constitution. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. And I, mm -hmm. Could you imagine, though, So they're showing this CNN stuff. Could you imagine? And we're having a good laugh about Philly Chris saying they're listening to Mike G in the morning. But <laughs> could you if they were promoting you know, this program? Or even a program like We the People, the Constitution Matters on WFYL or mm -hmm. any really Fox News program during these uh, these virtual classes. Wouldn't people be up in arms about something like that? I, I think the teacher would have been out of a job almost instantaneously. Yeah. Right. Probably and I think the, I think the school. The school would have got the school would have gotten phone calls immediately. The principal would have been on the line with 10 parents on hold. You know, trying to do damage control. Without uh, a doubt. Chris Without they would have been rioting. I think he means, means they would have been peaceful protesting. <laughs> peacefully right? protesting with Molotov cocktails. I yeah. got very confused you know, there. They would have been peacefully throwing Molotov cocktails. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mike, you know, we were just talking about Constitution Day and stuff, and you mentioned how, um, you know, schools are, you know, liberal media will have us believe that the Constitution is a dated document. Now, <laughs> they love to apply that to modern day social media. And they're very right to, you know, to, to, to say they're, you know, what they want on air, their one side That's agenda. Right. You know, in, in fact, the First Amendment covers this teacher's right, I, I would imagine, to even, you know, speak her mind, although she's in a public school setting. And she should be sticking to the curriculum, i.e. Shakespeare or whatever they're supposed to be, you know, learning. Um, you know, I think this would be more of what they call a time, place and manner restriction, because, you know, if you're an English teacher, you're supposed to be sticking to, to English. Right. You're supposed to be uh, teaching the kids. You've got a job to do. <laughs> How can you effectively do your job if you're completely <laughs> off topic? Right. Like, what if I went exactly. in there as an English teacher and said, I'm going to teach kids about baseball the entire time. <laughs> 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 right. You know, I want to know what my, 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 you know, my kid's comprehension level is, you know, I mean, give, give them something to read and write an article on or something. That's, you know, that's what they should be doing in English or, you know, book report or something. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, getting back to what I was saying is that, you know, though, though they, they say that it's an outdated document, they only love to apply it when it's convenient to them, obviously, you know. Uh, I think so, that's a little bit of a, a trend that we see for people on that yeah. side, unfortunately. Now, Dan, yeah, I like think they claim that the muskets. 
That, that's right. Well, uh, absolutely. Right. They say, well, they only had muskets at the time. They also only had wheels and the printing press. Right. So <laughs> exactly. We didn't have Internet and social media. So does that mean that your cell phone and your Internet's not covered in the first amendment? Or even the you radio, know? Dan. They didn't have the radio back then. <laughs> they didn't have fake news back then. That's fact. That's fact. I think there are a couple of lessons that we need to learn out of all this. Number one is that parents need to pay attention to what's going on in these classrooms. Uh, Now that we have kids doing things virtually, perhaps it is an opportunity to audit these things, so to speak. I've heard that some schools are telling parents they're not allowed to be in the, the same room at all. You must really? not hear what we're teaching. Yeah, I've heard I've heard things like that. I don't I don't know how I feel about that one. But that, mm. I think that's the first thing that we've got to keep in mind is that parents you, you cannot you cannot 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 get complacent right now because who knows how long this stuff has been going on. Maybe this is the opportunity to put a stop to some of this stuff. And number two, we're, we're seeing the the just the hypocrisy and a pastor that is a friend of mine, Pastor Steve Gruen, once told me that it's all explained by the liberals being very good at controlling education and the media. And this is sort of a hybrid between the two of them. And if you think about it, they've, they've taken control of all the educational institutions, right? Save for a few. Talk about public schooling and the elementary level, or the high school level, and the university level. Uh, save for a few of the heavily, heavily slanted liberal and the media, it's, it's just palpable. So this is a sort of a combination of the two. And we, we've got to wake up to this and protect our, and absolutely, absolutely. And we're seeing it creep into the the medical profession. There's agendas going on. Um, so I think that we, we need to, to wake up and pay attention. Would you have any, uh, messages for parents who are listening to this program right now. Yeah, uh, I would just, I would, I guess, I would just reinforce what you just said, Mike. Now is not a time to let our guard down. It's, you know, it's more important than ever to to monitor what your kids are doing online and on their phones, not just in their spare time, but now during school hours as well. So, yeah, we we can't afford to, uh, you know, to be complacent. That's, you know, what you said. I just want to echo that because, you know. Uh, <laughs> We, we really need to get out there and vote, obviously, in November. Hopefully, our votes count and we don't lose our, our, our mail-in ballots or whatever they decide to do with those things. But, uh, but yeah, you know, just wanna, I just want to kind of basically reiterate what you said a minute ago, Mike. Now, Dan, I, I have to ask you this because we didn't have the opportunity to have you on the program last week during our 9-11 episode. But I know that you lived on Staten Island yourself for a period of time. Uh, have anything you want to say about 9-11? Uh, well, I lived in actually I lived in Brooklyn at the time, and I was working in Lower Manhattan on that morning. So, mm. yeah, I was at work, and I was about uh, about nine nine and a half, you know, ten blocks away. So, oh you goodness. know, mm. needless, yeah, needless to say, I was was pretty up close and personal. Um, but you know, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of bring down the moon today. You know, Dan, did uh, you walk out yeah, of there? Yeah, I did. I I had to walk off the island. I walked over the Williamsburg Bridge into wow. uh, Williamsburg and I jumped the bus over there uh, at the, um, the the bus area, the bus depot area there right right outside of Peter Luger's. Um, mm. And uh, I just took it away from that. I didn't even know where it was headed. I just jumped on a bus and got as far away from the island from Manhattan as I could. Wow. You know, was it a home. difficult time, your, your family not being able to get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, there was for the first hour, maybe or so, uh, there was some communication. Um, I was able to speak to a couple relatives, let them know that I was okay. I was also getting warning phone calls saying, Hey, another plane just hit the Pentagon. You've got to get off of, of Manhattan. And, you know, there was all these reports coming in that there was like up to 20 planes in the air that were unaccounted for, and they might be headed towards New York, you know, get off, get, get out of Manhattan. I also was living with a girl at the time who was a flight attendant. And she had just flown out of Newark an hour before that uh, the plane in Newark got hijacked. Oh so, you know, I had, a, I had a worry. I had a worry that, you know, she was OK because, you know, she was up in the air and I couldn't couldn't you know, obviously speak to her on the phone while she was flying. There's no reception that, you know, that high up. So uh, so that was a little bit uh, nerve wracking as well. Wow. Oh, th- thank you for uh, sharing that with us. And, you know, yeah. 
It's, it's something that we will truly never forget on this program. Dan, thank you for your insight on an education. Keep us posted on what's going on over there, okay? Yeah, Mike, again, thank you for what you guys are doing. You and Chris are uh, you know, awesome and you know, really just keep getting that message out there and you guys are uh, doing a tremendous job. You know, thank you on behalf of, you know, of everyone. Thank you. I hope to have you back again soon. All right, guys. Take care. Be safe. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. I want to remind our listeners of the powerhouse lineup we've got here at the Fox News Radio, WFYL family. We've got intellectual giant Ben Shapiro bringing you the Ben Shapiro show from weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m., Scott Adams with the Scott Adams Show, weekdays from 9 a.m. until noon. Second Amendment advocate Dana Lash coming at you weekdays from noon right until Ben Shapiro. And finally, we've got Michael Savage bringing you the Savage Nation weekdays at 6 p.m. So don't forget to tune in and show them some love. Morning, folks. I want to remind everyone, if you want to get involved with the show, you can find us through our social media platforms. Uh, you can find us at Mike G in the morning on either Facebook, Instagram, or also YouTube. And Mike also has a Twitter feed at Radio Mike G. As you know, we love hearing your comments. Feel free to reach out. We look forward to hearing from you. And thanks for listening. And with that, you know what time it is. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. You ready for some rail stomping today, Philly Chris? <laughs> I'm ready. Let's touch that third rail. Let's get some sparks going. Uh, what do you got on deck? I know you've got a bunch of stuff you want to talk about. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, I watched uh, Tucker a couple nights ago, and I was really interested in seeing um, this virologist he had on. I don't know if you guys had a, a chance to catch it, but he had a Dr. Lee Meng. Um, who came on his program a couple nights ago and is stating that she has uh, evidence that the coronavirus was created in the Wuhan lab. Um, and oh, she'll be there's providing- a surprise. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We, we talked about this a little bit uh, on the program a few months back because uh, I recall we had a discussion about some other virologist stating that it was very unlikely that the virus could have uh, formed itself naturally during the period of time from the different genome sequencing, I believe. Right. But anyway, um, they, they, they blocked uh, Tucker on Instagram and immediately put false information right over it, like a big banner. So no way. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. They do that because I think she said she was going to come out with the evidence and she hasn't done that yet as far as I could see, unless I missed it. So I don't know how you claim something's false if it hasn't been verified yet. Although, um, you know, we'll see where that goes. So, but we know that the social media platforms are, are, um, censoring quite a few folks, especially on the right side of things out there. I've had a, a very well-educated medical professional who is not by any means a conservative say mm-hmm. that this thing came out of a lab because in order for it to develop the way it has, um, naturally it would take forever basically. Yeah. And, that's what they were saying. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I can't believe this. So they, they're not even letting that information be out there. Uh, yeah, what skin do they have in the game, though? What, what's the difference to them? Because they, they're always saying this in the name of, of science and health. And, you know, we can't say bad things about the masks because that's going to uh, kill people. Right. We got to be responsible and protect lives. What difference yeah. is it to them, whether it came out of the wet market in Wuhan or or over in the laboratory? How does that impact the way? People are ultimately. Not, uh, I think I think it's not the propaganda that fits their narrative. Right? So maybe... <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. But did I you think... ask them for an official yeah. comment, and that's what they provided you? <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I'm just curious. How is this uh, un- unfactual? And has this? Uh... Right. And they said, well, you know, it doesn't quite line up with the official propaganda. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll provide some factual support on that later, but I'll probably get banned now on Instagram. So we'll see what happens. I can't yeah. even, I can't understand <laughs> that though. That, that doesn't, that does, doesn't. Well, you know what I hate, Mike, you know what I'm really getting sick of is, is the fact that 
you know, the country is just so divided that we can't even have conversations anymore about almost anything, you know? And uh, this is an example of that. I mean, this is someone who's got credentials. She's claiming she worked there. Tucker's a pretty big show. I would imagine they vetted her behind the scenes before having her on. You know, at least let's hear her out before you claim it's false. And uh, and a lot of other people have been saying this for some time now. Of I mean, course, they get pl- labeled. That's plausible. Is it not plausible it that is. it came out of the, la- the, the It the, seems, like, yeah. That lab is like right over there, isn't it? They're like, oh, no, no, no. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtains. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing to see here. Uh, see here. It's like, oh, that's yeah. preposterous. It's like, what about that is preposterous? I'm not, <laughs> I don't yeah, get it's it. It's not impossible. It's not, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, it's sad to think if it's true, but hey, nowadays, 2020, I mean, anything goes, it seems, you know? They've been wrong about so much along the way. And I I can't understand why we can't just like admit that and all get on the same page. Like, listen, guys, this is something that's really progressing over time. We're not quite sure what we're dealing with and things are going to change. And, you know, we're not exactly 100 percent sure. We don't claim to know everything because we can't right now. But that's not the way they take it. Right. We are the authorities and and this is what it is. And. If you question us, then you're an idiot and you're a science denier. And how dare you leave it to the scientists? Exactly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, crazy, crazy stuff. So what else you got going on over there? Uh, let's see. You know, the, that, that February 1st tweet that Biden put out about uh, Trump's hysteria and xenophobia has resurfaced. So they were talking about that again quite a bit because um, now he's claiming that, you know, he was, uh, you know, going along with Trump's original ban, even though he said, you know, that was xenophobic and all that. So I either forgot what he said or decided to change, which it seems like he's doing quite a bit lately now that he is trying to support some of the police organizations since a lot of the cities are crumbling around around the local authorities. So, oh, um, so, we'll so is he is he becoming like the John Kerry of the day, uh, yeah. you remember him? I was right. for it before I was against it. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 he's going to be for it after he forgot he was against it, and then he'll remember <laughs> he was for it, probably. But, you know, it is, it's ludicrous at this point. I mean, like we talked about on the show, I feel bad for the guy. He's obviously got some sort of medical issues, but uh, still got some people supporting him, so it's pretty interesting to watch. Sure. Yeah, um, I will tell you one thing that was kind of, uh, that doesn't sit right with me, is that Sometimes when when people go out there on the right and they'll push these certain things that aren't quite accurate and sort of, uh, I don't know how to put it, uh, falsifying, I guess that's the only way I can put it, You're falsifying things, you kind of destroy credibility among certain right. people. They've been showing that video of him playing Despacito. <laughs> yeah, is that what the yeah. is that what the song is called? And I think that's it. the name. Not of it. exactly. Yeah, it's a pretty John good song. Actually, so they've been showing him play that video on the the microphone and sort of acting like he was pandering to the crowd. And look at this how how knuckleheaded this guy is. He shows up to a Latino crowd and thinks that he can win them over by playing this on his phone. What they're not mentioning right. is that. Apparently, the singer of the song introduced him like minutes before that. So it makes a lot more sense when you explain that, doesn't it? I just think it's a little yeah, unfair does, yeah. for people to act yeah. like, oh, look what he's doing. Like, it's the hot sauce thing with Hillary Clinton. Like, something like that's ridiculous. And when you go out there and you push something as something that it isn't, uh, that doesn't help you. That hurts you because people are going to find that out. And you're no better than the other side. Don't you agree? Yeah, I do agree. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Mike, because it does happen on both sides, you know, and I think there is um, a responsibility there to stay away from that stuff. But because, uh, you know, things out of context definitely come across a different way. So, yeah, it's a good point. If you cheat and you play dirty and you get caught and you lose as yeah. a result, that is not a good outcome. Right. Right. Sure. <laughs> I'm saying this yeah, right. not because I'm uh, pro Joe Biden and I'm coming to his rescue or anything like that, or <laughs> pro Uncle Creepy as we call him on this program. That's right. all we'll call him on this program. <laughs> I am not pro Uncle Creepy, but if you do that and you get caught, <laughs> then you're a mustard eating knucklehead, and you're going to help <laughs> Uncle Creepy get elected to office. So don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Definitely don't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. Did you see the uh, the the Trump? tweet actually of the same clip where they he changed it to the nwa song i thought it was yeah, fake that at first was hysterical that was really yeah, funny was, 
is obviously not passing that off as legitimate or authentic. And I'm sure that somebody out there is going to say, look what Trump did. He made it see. He made it look like he played this on the phone. If you believe that that's the real thing that Biden played, then you're a mustard eating knucklehead. <laughs> yeah, you got to uh, take that one with a grain of salt, but it was definitely yeah, entertaining. And fake news if you think that that's what was going on there. No. Right, right, exactly. Well, that's probably exactly who would believe it. You know, the uh, the followers of the, of the fake news. So the fake news. And what else um, we got, Billy? Uh, Hillary uh, kind of put her foot in her mouth, if you will. I, I don't know if you saw her tweet on the uh, 14th a few days ago. Quote, we deserve a president who cares whether his fellow Americans live or die. Um, people immediately responded to her tweet, reminding what her of uh, Benghazi. And, uh, you're right. Also, that's, that's exactly. You know, Late term abortions, maybe things like that. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a lot of the Democrats are just telling her to shut up now. But yeah, she doesn't. She, she has her tantrums and she goes out and does her Twitter thing. So. Oh it's my goodness! Just go away, right? I mean, oh, maybe if she does stick around, then Trump's got an even better shot. No, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, she also tweeted out recently that uh, Joe Biden should not concede the election, quote unquote, under any circumstances. So, weren't they accusing him of that, Mike? That's exactly what they're saying. <laughs> that was their like, their number one gripe was this man saying that he is not going to accept the results of the election and wah, wah, right. wah. And then she got beat. And then remember when Trump said, uh, you know, there's a possibility they're going to rig the election. And they were like, rigged? What the heck does rigged mean? That's preposterous. There's no such thing as rigged. And then he wins. And the first thing is like, oh, my God, it was rigged. Look what they did. Rig, Russia this, Russia that. Obama's like, rigged? How is that even possible? Uh, how could you possibly rig an election? <laughs> what do you think about Obama? Is it getting better? <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that was time good. to work on it, man. Maybe uh, we'll keep that going. That that's that seems to be an ongoing thing with them, isn't it? Though that that they accuse somebody of something and then uh, they do the same exact thing or vice versa. Uh, hypocrisy seems to be a bit rampant among these leftists. No. Yeah, I think it's part of their coup playbook. I think I think it's in there. You know, do what. Mm-hmm. Do do these things, and then if you get caught, uh, blame your opponent for doing it. So yeah, that, the way there's something. And if anybody knows what I'm talking about, Saul Linsky's Rules for Radicals. That's uh, it, Hillary Clinton has come out and said that he's one of her heroes. And I think one of the things in that book was hold your enemies to their own rules. Make them follow mm-hmm. their own rules because nobody could possibly do it. And expose them for so that that's a, a you know a tactic, but they they seem to do the opposite, right? Don't follow our own rules. <laughs> they, they got right. it. They got it backwards. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't yeah, follow your own rules. <laughs> having a little trouble with that one. She does need to stick around, though. I, I don't want to discourage her. Stick around, Hillary Clinton, because she's like the Eddie Mush of politics. Do you remember Bronx Tale? The guy Eddie Mush. Yeah. Remember that, that that movie Bronx Tale with uh, Chaz Palminteri and Robert De Niro? I don't even like talking about that guy anymore, the things that he's come oh, on out yeah. and, and said about Trump. But, uh, Didn't he threaten Trump? Wasn't he going to punch him in the face? Yeah, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah, a real tough guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he moved to Canada or something. Hey, hey Bobby, it's the movies, right? Yeah, here they all, all these people, they always promise to move to Canada, right? Right, like, right. Trump wins, I'm moving to Canada. It's like, do you promise? Can we get that in writing, please? <laughs> I got news for you. I've been to Canada. They're really nice up there. They don't want you. <laughs> they don't want. <laughs> they don't want you to come. They could have them though, don't you think? Right, a lot of these people. Uh, yeah, they could have them. them you know, they we'll we'll make them, the deal. Right. We'll make a trade, maybe. I don't know. Right. Uh, like uh, but in, nice in Bronx there. Tale, there was this character Eddie Mush, and no matter what they're doing, Eddie Mush is is horrible luck. So uh, they're playing dice. And Sonny tells them, oh, no, I don't need any mush over here. He's going to lose. Put him in the bathroom. So he doesn't let him stay during the dice game. And then at one point, they're at the, the racetrack watching the horses race. And they've all got their uh-huh. bets placed. 
and they're all rooting for this one horse. <laughs> and then Eddie Bush comes walking down the stairs and he's cheering for the same horse. And before the race even ends, they all rip up their tickets because they know <laughs> that if Eddie Bush bet on that horse, there's no way that they're going to win that bet. And of course, the horse doesn't win. Hillary Clinton is the Eddie Mush of, of politics. I so gotcha. I gotcha. Let's keep her around for as long as possible. Let's let's get her maybe on the campaign trail for Biden. For Uncle Creepy, right? That's his name, Uncle Creepy. <laughs> Agreed. What do you think Agreed. of that? Now, I've I've got uh I've got a video I want to talk to you about. Did you see this video? It's titled Police Brutality Activist Fails Use of Force Training by Prager U. No, I haven't seen that yet. I like PragerU stuff, but I haven't seen that one. Excellent video. Uh, this guy had come on out and criticized the police for a bunch of different use of force incidents and been very, very harsh on them. Agreed. And I will give him credit for doing that. He agreed to show up with the police over in Arizona. I think it was the Maricopa County Sheriff's Department and go through all this use of force training. And there were all kinds of shoot, don't shoot type scenarios. And he did absolutely miserable. And oh, really? Okay. It, oh, yeah. Because he either killed somebody to what he would have claimed is too early or he got killed. There was he there was no there were no, no perfect actions during the scenarios so after they were finished he talked about how he did learn something by going through all this stuff and how the lack of compliance during these interactions makes things a whole lot more difficult i encourage everybody to check out that video it's only got uh, a little over seventy-one thousand views right now um, which is nothing to sneeze at but uh, certainly there should be a lot more something of a topic of this nature this day and age it's by Prager U police brutality activist fails use of force training. Everybody ought to check it out. Uh, really opens up your eyes as to the way some of these scenarios unfold. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll check that out. Thanks Mike. Well, you look at what happened over in Lancaster, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, and it's, it's sad to see that because once they released the video, which they did pretty quickly, it was clearly a, a justified shooting. I mean, when a man's running at you with a knife, uh, yeah, I head, mean, <laughs> attack you. I, I don't get how, what the argument against that is. I mean, deadly force, if deadly force is immediately necessary to prevent death or serious bodily injury, and a stab wound is, yes, at least serious bodily yeah. injury. At, at least, like, at the very least. People die from stab wounds all the time. Somebody's coming towards you, uh, wielding a knife, charging at you, holding that knife out. Then, then yes. And people don't I, realize I think they were, uh, the split second decision, yeah, were, though, right? The the Tuller principle. How? Yeah, average, that's a twenty foot thing, right? Right. Yeah, an average man can cover twenty one feet and stab somebody before they can draw and pull the trigger. So that's yeah. a lot of people don't realize that. You don't really don't have time to be messing around like that. So uh, it is on camera. It is clear cut. And of course, the city got torched as a result. Uh, and the right, city right. burned down. And uh, I really, I, I don't understand where this is coming from. One of the things I did notice, Philly Chris, though, and maybe some of our listeners will have some input regarding this. You notice how right after this took place, right, right after the shooting, how long did it take before these uh, quote unquote protests were were taking place and taking the streets? Uh, you know, it was pretty quick. It was surprisingly uh, quick. Almost I think it was within right? minutes, al- right? Almost like they're they're prepared for this kind of stuff. And right. one thing I did notice, and, and I don't know. Uh, you know, if this is necessarily dispositive, but I don't think it's something to ignore. They had somebody on the megaphone rallying the crowd together and getting them riled up. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. kept talking about how, you know, Lancaster is our city. Uh, you know, Lancaster is special to us. We make our home in Lancaster. And as somebody who's lived in Pennsylvania for several years at this point, sounded like nails on a chalkboard to me now why is that why is that she's not saying it right she's not saying it right 
So she's claiming to be from Lancaster, right? <laughs> right. And she's yeah, calling it sure. Lancaster. <laughs> Do we really think that she's a native of Lancaster and doesn't know how to properly pronounce it? Absolutely and, not. Right? Do you think that's at all possible? I, I think that I that's think so. a, there's something fishy about that. So what does that lead you to believe? That they're they're sending people in to conduct these demonstrations? And they don't give them the yeah. lowdown how to pronounce the name of the city beforehand. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's like when uh, Joe Biden has found himself in certain states and says he's in other places, you know. It's kind of similar. <laughs> right. I just thought that, that was a little bit of a clue there. That's all. Yeah, you're right. You know, and, and, and from being in the city during the rioting down in Center City and interacting with these, these uh, youths who I don't know for sure, but they certainly – appeared to be, you know, Antifa. They met the the uh, criteria that I would I would look for, you know, given the way they were behaving. It's it's the same thing. So they're they're all over the place, and they can just bust them in real quick or wherever they're coming from, and and um, you know, create havoc real fast. I mean, they got bullhorns, they got supplies, spray paint. They're chipping, you know, pieces of concrete up out of the sidewalk and throwing them through car windows. And yeah, it's it's really sad to see. You but, saw them uh, very organized. Top of the the trooper vehicle the yeah. suv and right. stomp through the windshield somebody did grab that guy and drag him off i thought that was interesting i uh, did catch that a little bit that was kind of good to see that somebody was maybe intervening a little bit yeah 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 it's cra- absolutely crazy stuff though and all of the articles that i've seen lately they're saying the coroner ruled the death a homicide. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. It was a homicide. Do you know what a homicide so. is? <laughs> a homicide is the killing of another human being. Now, there's such thing as a justifiable homicide, right? And which is not right, a crime. Exactly. You're not guilty of a crime mm-hmm. for a justifiable homicide. But all homicide means is that somebody else killed him. Yes, we're well aware that that the right, post right. that went in the guy killed him. Uh, it's just the stupidity of these people, and you know. Maybe it isn't stupidity. Maybe they know what they're doing. Maybe they know that they could fool people by throwing up a headline like that, that the coroner said that it was homicide. Right. And they equate that with murder as if the, the, the coroner could determine whether it was a justifiable shooting or not based on the. <laughs> right. Autopsy, right? Yeah. Well, I think Antifa was quoted as saying it wasn't a bad knife. It was. A it it wasn't a bad knife. Right? Based on the autopsy, bad. the guy with the knife was only standing this many feet away. <laughs> right. Right. No. Yeah, it's well, I guess with with ballistics, you can kind of tell how far the guy was. But that video is clear. That guy was well within uh, the striking distance, so to speak, at that point. Uh, so it just drives me nuts, the misinformation. Then there was something else where one of these, quote, protesters was held on million dollars bail. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was the article about that? What, what was it all about? There was a bunch of things in there, right? Yeah, I, I I saw that. I didn't finish reading the whole thing, but uh, yeah, they set a pretty high uh, bail amount. But there was all kinds of crimes listed in there. Like <laughs> right, first, right. You know, what were the crimes? So the, the headline is like peaceful protester gets a million dollars bail, and then you read through the article and go, oh, by the way, they uh, they happen to have arson charges and all this other stuff. Right? Yeah, just a <laughs> few other minor things. <laughs> See salesperson for details, like one of those really fast th- disclaimers at the exactly, end of right, those right. commercials. <laughs> Charges included arson. <laughs> one, one million dollar bail. It's been said because of arson. This one, uh, yeah, right. R- ridiculous. The headline doesn't match the story. Uh, how is that a, a peaceful protest? I, I don't know. This is really driving me insane that they keep doing this and we're not seeing any slowdown, right? I don't think no. it's going to stop any time before the election, maybe not even after the election, right? Well, you know, there's a lot of folks right now saying that, um, you know, even if Trump wins, which most likely he will, probably by a landslide, hopefully, um, that, you know, they're going to ramp up their their activities just to try to continue to you know, create problems throughout the, the, the major cities. And it seems to be something that's becoming more and more, um, you know, noticeable at this point that the, the, the large cities are, are crumbling uh, because of the, the way they're handling, um, you know, the, the peaceful protesting, obviously. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully it will get better sooner than later, but I don't have too much confidence in that, unfortunately. 
Well, didn't you send me that article that they were predicting? It might have been one of those fake news sites, but they were predicting that there would be violence after the election if there was any result other than a Joe Biden landslide. Did you see exactly. that article? Yes. There's yeah, saying, yeah. Biden wins by a little bit, then there's going to be a lot of violence in the streets. Trump wins right. no matter whether it's by a little bit or a lot. There's going to be violence in the streets. Only if Biden wins by a landslide are we all going to be safe. It's like, get the heck out of here. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably why they're up in Lancaster ready to go. Because Lancaster, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're, wait, they're just sitting up there waiting for the election and then something happened, you know. There's lots of places like that in Pennsylvania that have that uh, the, the strange pronunciations too, right? Right. I used to tell a story about a client that we had for this case over in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. But uh, oh, of course, yeah. you read it near Fiorimata Town, you call Lebanon, right? Right. That sound. That's the way you would read it is Lebanon. But the people <laughs> over there, I mean, they even get on me. They say that that uh, you know it's got to be almost one syllable when you say Lebanon, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so many places out there. Pennsylvania's got some strange names of towns, don't they? Uh, yeah, they, there's yeah. quite a few strange ones here, especially out by the Amish. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like Bird in Hand, right? What a, what a strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is why YouTube got the strange names of Pennsylvania yeah. town. Get quite a few. I was going to touch. A th- I was going to touch the third rail again, but I'll hold. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, the difference between jumping on the third rail and getting bleeped out for the rest of the morning, right? <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's right. Hopefully, Russ yeah. isn't paying attention. Yeah, we, we got to do Russ a favor and at least not uh, not get anybody fined again, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mike G gets fined again. <laughs> yeah. More fines but- coming in. Oh, goodness. Well, didn't we have something last week? Oh, yeah, the, the copyrighted music situation where oh, we, yeah. we hummed that on the air. That was a lot of fun. If any fans have any versions that they want to send in to us that they think we could get away with, please feel free to do so. Send it in over on our social media. It would be nice to to use somebody else's version of the Rocky theme or any type of theme song you'd like us to use. Yeah. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. Now, Chris, I did want to talk about one more thing because this got me very excited when it happened. We didn't get to speak about it last week because we had the 9-11 episode. But Trump released a short list, so to speak, of some potential Supreme Court nominations, and presumably <laughs> he's pretty much put Ginsburg with one foot in the grave because I don't know why else he'd be putting those out there. But he's saying that if he right. had the opportunity to appoint additional Supreme Court justices, this would be the short list. And take a guess who is on there. Oh boy, I don't even know. I didn't. I didn't Ted see Cruz. this. Who, who was Ted Cruz was on the list. Oh, really? Supreme Court justices. How amazing wow. would that be? That'd be pretty cool. That would drive like Ted, yeah. absolutely nuts, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it, which is why you should do it. Yeah. Would lose their minds. The only thing is that he did kind of call him Lion Ted for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> the next nomination Supreme Court is Lion Ted. Lion <laughs> <laughs> Ted. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but I, I think he would be phenomenal in terms of our Second Amendment. I, I don't think you could get much better in terms of our Second Amendment on the Supreme Court than Ted Cruz. And he is not an old guy, is he? No, I don't think so. I think he's he, like probably around my age, like a hundred. And that's a he's, he's like a hundred. <laughs> of course, he's younger than you, Philly. Chris. everybody's younger than you, <laughs> right, right? Especially these days. Oh, goodness. But so with with Ted Cruz potentially being on the Supreme Court, that's a lifetime appointment too. That's no joke, right there. That would that would be, you know, decades of true constitutionalist opinions coming down from the Supreme Court. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think it'd be great. I really like Ted Cruz. I thought he did pretty well in the debates, too, against Trump for his tenure and age and all that. So um, he seems very capable and, like you said, has uh, shown strong support for the Second Amendment. So that'd be that'd be what we need right now. 
Did you like him when he was running in the primaries? Would he be somebody? I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Actually, out of all the folks there, he's definitely somebody I would have considered other than Trump. Yeah, I like, I like him, actually. I liked him from early on. I remember when he was just coming up in Texas. Uh, I was out in Oklahoma at the time. And yeah. thought, this guy, this guy could be somebody. This guy's the real deal. And, you know, we might see this guy run for president someday. And yeah, I know sure. we don't want to go too far ahead of ourselves and everything, but it's crazy to sort of think about what it would be like in 2024. <laughs> like, what are we going to do when Trump is gone? Like, who's going to who's going to follow that? I don't want to, you know, put the guy in office for the second term already. People cannot fall asleep or rest in their laurels or anything. But, you know, just type it. Well, CNN was reporting reports. the other day that he's going to run for another four years after this four years. So <laughs> <laughs> he probably says just to drive everybody. He did say it the other day, joking, but he said he was he was joking. Yeah, that probably drives them nuts so bad, though, for him to say that. He right? was saying that he was like all the all the fake news in the back is going to you know use that as a headline now. So he was ribbing them pretty good. He knows exactly yeah. what he's got to say to yeah. get them, and he absolutely. Absolutely has his finger on the pulse of uh, to drive these people nuts. Mm -hmm. Anything else crazy going on, Philly Chris? You've only got a few more minutes. Uh, Yeah, you know, I was I was looking at something regarding you know global warming and just kind of taking a look at that and all these fires that have been going on. You know, everybody's seen all these wildfires. Well, Glenn Beck did a pretty interesting um, segment just a couple days ago about. The number of fires, I think it was like 58 fires were set on Monday. Uh, and um, he, he discovered that there were quite a few arrest records. And there were literally like Antifa members and BLM supporters who started a lot of the fires that are going on out west right now. So, you know, so again, these know fires they're... aren't all environmentally related? No, they're not. Yeah, they're not natural fires. Most of them were started through arson. There's actually, uh, if you if you look at the uh, Glenn Beck report he did, you can Google it or whatever. He actually goes through and reads the arrest records for the individuals, and some of them were literally arrested in other cities for peaceful protesting, and then they were let back out by the prosecutors to do more peaceful protesting by going out west and starting fires. So, yeah, it's real crazy. It's just crazy, right? I mean, what's going on here? So what what do we do about this? Fire them. Um I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I, I guess hopefully Trump wins cuz if not we're in, we're in trouble I think. Um Yeah, cuz they're do just being let out. Do you think if Trump wins that the country's going to like go back to normal or something? <laughs> I don't think so. Or do you no, think we're like past so. the point of no return at, at this point? <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it. We talked about it on the show in the past, and I try to stay positive, you know, and I like that Trump stays positive, even though we're going through a lot of different things. But the economic impact, I was looking at some financials, and the insurance industry just had over a billion dollars in claims, a record number of claims, which is way outside the boundaries of what their actuaries would predict, of course. So, you know, insurance companies are starting to go under because of the rioting and the insurance claims. You know, this is a lot of this appears to be. By design, and, and to your point, I don't think yeah. there's any going back to normal or what we would consider normal anytime soon, given the economic and political impact that all of these factors are having uh, when you when you look at them as, as a whole, you know, big picture, right? Russ, what, do you, more what do you think about that, Russ? What, what, what do you see happening after the election? Uh, I think if Trump wins, so the, the thing is, okay, let me turn on my mic. The thing is, when so if trump wins i think what's going to happen is the riots are going to get worse because the left is still butthurt over the 2016 election and they can't handle being losers but they especially can't handle it twice and we see what their behavior is like uh if joe wins then covid will magically go away and they'll say that it was all biden's idea and he won't know where he is um, and regardless of who wins, we're still going to be in, in a pandemic and I'll probably still be getting an Xbox in November. Perfect. Perfect. Getting Perfect. an Xbox in November. Is that a, a wager about the, the election? What? No. The new Xbox comes it's out in November. Just a plan you have. 
<laughs> I, I'm oh, just playing to get an Xbox. Oh, like, no matter who wins, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just to give you a little bit of an insight, you remember yeah. Jose Morales, who's been on this program a few times. One time he asked me, do you play video games? And my mm. response was, what, like Nintendo? And he said, <laughs> no, that's not what I meant, because it's not 1982. But uh, yeah, you, <laughs> that, that was a bit old. That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> Although if so, they're coming out of China, Russ, you might have to wait a little while because uh, you know a lot of manufacturing is getting shut down and moved to India. So we'll see. Do you know where they're being built, the Xbox? I have no idea. But they are owned by Microsoft, so I'm going to guess China. Oh. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, <laughs> That's my you know, best Post guess. Malone. Do you know who Post Malone is? Nope. Yeah, okay. I do. This, uh I think he's a rapper. Is that that a way to describe him? Some kind of musician. I, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got, got all the tattoos on his... music. I don't understand it. But uh, he's got all he's, the face he's tattoos. A popular and everything, musician. Right? He's got popular songs. Uh, extremely popular. I I don't know any of his his songs personally, but I've heard the guy's name. I heard him talking about the whole mask situation, and I've heard him talk about other stuff. I actually saw a picture of him open carrying posted on social media with somebody over oh, yeah? at like Walmart. So the guy like shops at Walmart and open carries seems like a legit dude. <laughs> He's got like tattoos all over his face and stuff. Right. Uh, but he was talking about some certain things and they said, you know, this, this guy's making some sense. It, he was talking about the mask situation and he said that for him personally, he wears a mask in public because he doesn't want to infect anybody else. And, you know, I couldn't live with that being on his conscience of spreading it to somebody else. But he's very much against the government mandating that everybody wear the mask and handing out fines and penalties for not wearing a mask. And he talked about how in Beverly Hills right now it's three or six hundred dollars if you're caught not wearing a mask. And this is outside, which, uh, you know, that, that's that's pretty insane. And I thought that was a pretty thoughtful way to go about it, because that's how Frankly, I feel a lot about a lot of this stuff. I feel like if if you are somebody who's in a position where, first of all, uh, you've got uh, something that puts you at risk or somebody in your family at risk, uh, which right. I'm in that position to a certain degree, won't get into it further, uh, then if it's my responsibility to make sure that my family member doesn't get the virus and become jeopardized. As a result, it's my responsibility. It's not everybody else in the world's responsibility to protect me and my family. With that being said, if I'm going to have to be in somewhat close quarters with people for whatever reason, I don't think I could live with it being on my conscience that I spread a disease to somebody else and harmed somebody else severely as a result of, of not taking these precautions. Now, it's easier said uh, for me, because I don't have a job where I'd have to be around other people all day and sitting there doing things. I see these people who are working at certain places where they've got to wear a mask pretty much all day. And I mm. couldn't possibly imagine that. I feel like I'm going right. to pass out wearing the thing for, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes at a time. But yeah. the, the sentiment is saying, listen, I don't want to harm anybody else, but I don't think that the government should be t demanding that we do something that kind of Hit home with me. What do you think, Chris? I think it's a mature stance, and I like um, what he's saying and, and the way he shared it, and it does make sense. And I think that's a pretty good way to look at it, you know, especially when he's being considerate, but also taking our uh, freedoms, you know, into consideration. And that's the biggest problem I have personally, and we've talked about it on the show, is, you know, they're just um, stepping all over, you know, the Constitution and our individual rights and freedoms, you know, here in the U.S. in a way that I've never seen during my life anyway. So I, I think that's I think that's good, actually. Yeah, I, I like him. I, I, I like some of his music. A friend of mine uh, up in New Hampshire plays him on the farm all the time. Uh-oh, now I'm the uh, old Post man because I don't know Post Malone. <laughs> you know Post Malone. Yeah, I, it was yeah. scary seeing those road signs um, last week when we were on the road and kind of like those highway signs that tell you, you know, there's construction ahead or something. They had them all yeah. over the place that said, we all want to be safe, wear a mask. And it felt like a, like a movie about tyranny or propaganda or something like right. that. I don't know. Russ, how do you feel about all this? You just want to kill whoever whoever comes into your path, right? You don't mind. <laughs> uh, no. 
Um, I think the whole mask thing, first of all, I find it very insulting that the government pretends to care about people's health. If the government gave one quarter of a rat's rear end about people's health, they wouldn't be selling beer, they wouldn't be selling cigarettes, they wouldn't be selling weed, they wouldn't be selling junk food like soda and Doritos, you know, the... I, I have this bottle of Coca-Cola right next to me, and I saw a Mythbusters. It can take rust off a bumper. It's that acidic. Wow. God knows what it's doing to my body, okay? And so if the government actually cared, they either would make them use a different recipe that isn't as harmful to the body, or they would just outlaw it completely. I find it very annoying that they pretend to care. So I think that the whole mask thing should also be treated like the like a cigarette thing. If somebody wants to put themselves at risk by smoking it or not wearing a mask, then they're free to do that. But what they're saying, though, is that the wearing of the mask is what protects other people because it prevents your own spit and fluids from. Well, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's the the reasoning behind it. Yeah, well, the the reasoning here is flawed. They also have signs that say, "Oh yeah, sneeze into your elbow and then wash your hands." What while you're freshly <laughs> while your freshly sneezed loogie just chills there on your elbow, you know, being all gross and stuff. You know, like what what sense does this make? So it, it doesn't make any legitimate sense. research out there that says that masks don't prevent uh, your disease from being transferred to somebody else i mean maybe it does or maybe it doesn't i mean i don't claim it, to be a scientist right there's now. well yeah I, i'm not a scientist or the son of a scientist but you don't have to be a five-star chef to say a meal that tastes lousy okay <laughs> so if something's working then it's working if it's not then it's not so far we've been getting infected a whole bunch and obviously these things that we're doing are not working what do we know about insanity Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That's interesting. We've been doing the same thing over and over and not getting a different result. Uncle Creepy says that if he gets in, there's going to be a nationwide mask mandate. Mm. Could you imagine that? Uncle Creepy can pound sand. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully Uncle Creepy doesn't win the election. But that's all the time we've got for today, folks. Stick around for We the People the Constitution Matters. Pastor David Whitney, Professor Phil Duffy, I'll be joining as your legal analyst. Have a great weekend. Eat a bowl of mustard. We miss you, Ellie. Daddy loves you. And for God's sake, wash your elbows when you sneeze. <laughs>